Welcome to PBC Talks. If you would like to find out more information, please visit pbc.org.uk. While we're singing that, I was just reminded of an article um, that I read this week. Scientists have found, or believed to have found, that the Earth was completely filled with water at first. Unbelievable. This backing up what Genesis is saying constantly. Scientists are telling us things we already know. And they're now baffled of how did the, how did the, um, the land come up? Well, we know. Turn to the Bible because it's there. It's amazing. Do you know, this week, uh, Rachel said, I've uh, finally made it onto the Alpha poster boy. Yeah. You know, I made it. They're going to advertise and it's on your seat. And I looked at the sheet and Max has gone and done in me in again, hasn't he? It's my back. She's put my back on, but at least I made it anyway. <laughs> this morning, I really believe we are in a series called Destiny. And this morning, I really believe that it's time for some people to do business with God. My prayer into this talk is that you go home from here totally lighter than when you came in this morning. That you go with freedom when you leave this building this morning. That you go filled with the spirit that brings freedom. Amen? It's, in, we're called, it's called destiny. And we're trying to work out what is our call? What is our purpose in life? What is our destiny? And we've been looking at some characters in the Bible. Um, and we, um, we're on to Gideon. Reuben kicked us off last week. If you want to read about Gideon, it's in the book of Judges 6 to 8. Fantastic story. So Reuben talked about last week the Israelites, God's people, being ravaged by the Midianites, the enemy. This is because of the consequence of their sin. The, the Midianites are coming in and taking their crops and destroying their cattle year after year. And again, they call out to God. They're shouting out to God, deliver us. And you know, God always hears us always hears us and graciously intervenes. And he sends an angel down to Gideon. Um, Gideon is described, or Reuben described last week, the wuss in the wine press. He belonged to the weakest clan, yet God saw him as a warrior, a mighty warrior. He spoke over his life saying he was a mighty warrior. And he said that I will strike down the Midianites through you and you will not die. You know, when we look in the book of, of Judges and over history, we see a cycle of three things. Disobedience, then distress, and then deliverance. So people turn away from God. They walk away from God. They forget God. They become of the world. And then distress comes. The enemy attacks them. They're in slavery, and they cry out to God in distress. And he is gracious and loving, and he delivers them always delivers them. This is the cycle that goes round and round and round in the book of Judges. This is 300 years, round and round and round, and they never seem to learn it. But before God could deliver Gideon and the Israelites, he asked him to do a couple of things. He asked him to sort out the trash in his life. I'm going to just read. Um, from Judges 6, 25 to 27. That same night, the Lord said to him, take the second bull from your father's herd, the one seven years old. Tear down your father's altar to Baal 
and cut down the Ashba pole beside it. Then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord your God on top of this height. Using the wood from the Ashba pole that you cut down, offer this second bull as a burnt offering. So Gideon took ten of his servants and did as the Lord told him. But because he was afraid of his family and the townspeople, he did it at night rather than the daytime. I think that's telling, that he's afraid of his family and the townspeople, how far these Israelites are from God. Before he could do anything, God is saying to him, sort out the trash in your father's field. Sort out the idol worship, the unholy way of living, before you can step into your destiny. This altar was built to a god called Baal. He is uh, the, the son of the chief god in the pagan world. And, and they believe when they worship Baal, uh, fertility and wealth being stolen year after year. So he's asking him, sort out the trash, destroy the idol worship. And I don't know about you when it comes to tidying up, but are you one of those pers- people that, that, that keep on top of tidying? <laughs> Bev, hand right up there. Not um, surprising at all. Um, Or are you someone who it builds up over time? And like me, hopes that your mum will come and sort it. (laughs) No, I'm only joking. You know, whenever I have to write a talk, I need to have tidy space. I need space to think, to create, to work. It has to be tidy. It's always the first thing I have to do. And if you are somebody who, who struggles with tidying, well, there's an amazing woman called Marie Kondo. She is an absolute genius. She has made an eight-part series on Netflix on telling you how to tidy and how to fold your clothes. So just watch this short video. They have so much stuff. It's a never-ending battle to fight the clutter. With the baby coming, we got to get our stuff in order. We had a downsize from a four-story house to a two-bedroom apartment. I lost my husband. I don't know that I have everything it takes to get rid of his belongings. Hello. Hello. I'm Maria Kondo. My mission is to make This girl's no joke. This is amazing. Uh, We have too much stuff. It's official. It's so hard to let it go. I don't want to just, you know, dump it. I want to be thoughtful about it. Choose item that sparks joy for you. Spark joy. It's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. We're on board. We want to change. I just want it to be strong enough to change me. I can let it go. Arigato. I am going to figure out what sparks joy in my life. I can't believe you can touch the carpet. New day, new joy. Thank you for being here for us and wanting to help us. I hope you know how much this means to me. Here we go. She's an absolute genius. She's getting paid to do what Bev could have told you for free. You know, you can actually now employ or, or, or get someone called a comrie rep to come to your house and help you tidy and spark joy in your house. And so if you like tidying, become a comrie um, rep because it's, you get loaded. And they can, even <laughs> they can even show you how to fold your clothes. And if you watch it on Google, it's so boring, but it is, it's quite addictive. They'll show you exactly how you should be clothes, um, folding your clothes. They, um, they go by this, this, this saying, tidying... Is, what, uh, is about what you want to keep in life, not what you want to eliminate. 
The Comari method is about choosing to keep what sparks joy. So they believe if you work out what you want to keep, then you will recognize what needs to go. And I guess that's the same way in faith. When we discover life in Jesus, when we discover what the cross means, when we believe that we can have this life and life to the full, then, then you come into the light and the darkness exposes, or the light exposes the darkness in your life. You know, before Gideon could step into his destiny, he had to declutter. He had to comory. He had to sort out those things in his, in his father's land that were getting in the way, the bad things, the things that were separating Gideon from God. I wonder what is getting in the way for you, stopping you from living this full life that, that, that is given so freely. Maybe it's a repetitive sin in your life. Maybe you're really struggling to handle this. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a thing that we don't talk about in church, porn. Maybe it's a one-off sin that you've done and it's haunting you and you just haven't dealt with it yet. What about if it's an idol in, in your life? Are you, are you, do you idolize the gym? Do you idolize Instagram accounts? Is there a relationship that is it getting in the way of you stepping into your destiny? Maybe it feels like a landfill and your whole life just needs reordering and you can't seem a way out of that landfill. Do you know, sometimes we, we saw in that video, it was saying sometimes it's really hard to let go of your, your clutter in your house. Sometimes it's really hard to let go of. Well, there might be things that you're holding on to and your heart, it's hard to let go, like a family heirloom that has been with you and your identity and a label on your life for so long that to get rid of it feels like you'll be empty, feels like you'd be naked. A label experienced from your childhood, an identity that is on you. But without it, you don't know what you will be. And you're, you're not willing to lay it down at the cross because it's so much of who you are. Before you move on, before you step into your destiny that God is calling you to, this has to be dealt with. This has to be dealt with, and you get freedom. When the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Before you step into your destiny, you need to sort your trash out. Billy Graham says this quote, God never takes away something from your life without replacing it with something better. Accept. Understand what it means to lay things down at the cross, what it means to leave them there and not pick them up again and know that it's gone and it's done in Jesus' name because the cross has power. Jesus' name has power over the sin, over the trash in your life. It's never going to define you if you bring it to the cross. Amen? You know, Gideon was told, build a proper altar, not one for Baal. Build a proper altar and do a burnt offering, a bull as a burnt offering for me. You know, in the Old Testament, a burnt offering was to renew the relationship with God, to set things right. When something's gone wrong, you, you need to get right, so you burn a bull or, or something else. It makes amends. But you know the ultimate fulfillment of the burnt offering is this. We no longer have to, um, to make an altar and burn an offering to accept, to, to, to get freedom, to, to live the life that we're supposed to live. We simply need to come to the cross. 
once and for all, restored. Churches aren't very good at that. We do once for some people. No, the cross is for all people. Everybody gets to play. Everybody gets to come and experience the cross of Jesus Christ. Today, you need to deal with your burnt offering. And it's simply to come to the cross. You know, I believe some of you are here this morning need to get right with God. For me, it's a daily thing. Every day, it's coming back to that cross, sorting myself out with God. But this morning, we need to put ourselves right with God. Lay things down at the the cross. Get restored, set free from the trash. You know, God had had the, the opportunity to walk away from the Israelites. On the grounds of their covenant, he could have simply walked away, but he didn't. He didn't leave them. He didn't abandon them. So whatever you're going through, whatever you've done, whatever you're experiencing, whatever labels you've got on your life, what, whatever you are doing, God has not abandoned you. Even the trash and the clutter is not going to get in the way of the cross. And then we read that the Spirit of God comes down on Gideon when he gets rid of the trash, when he gets rid of the idols from his land. The Spirit of God fills him and sends him out into his destiny. The next thing we need to look at is fighting, fighting the battles God's way, walking into your destiny God's way. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't make sense. Before he could walk into his destiny, he put down fleeces. We hear this a lot in churches that I'm going to put down a fleece and see what the Lord is saying. He, he actually had already tested God um, that we heard last week with Reuben. He tried it again twice. So first time he says, I'm going to put a fleece out. If you make it wet and the ground dry, then I know. Then I know that, that this is my destiny. He does this and the next day he says, don't be angry with me, God, but can you do it the other way around? Can you make the, the fleece dry and the ground um, our doubts and our, and again, God is gracious and loving and he understands that um, our doubts and our failures and he's gracious and, and he does that. This is not a lack of faith from Gideon. This is a lack of trust in his destiny. So if you're someone that is trying to look for signs and looking for, for, for a way that God is calling you and you keep testing God and asking, well, do this for me, then, 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 I'll, then I'll step into this. Well, you'll never get satisfied. You'll never be convinced by them anyway. It took three goes until Gideon actually accepted that this was his destiny. So he gathers his 32,000 men, and God says, it's too many. Let's read what it says. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into your hands, or Israel will boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left, while 10,000 remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men. Take them down to the water, and I will thin them out for you there. If I say, this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say, this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water. There the Lord told him, separate those who lap the water with their tongues as dogs lap from those who kneel down to drink. 300 of them drank from cup hands, lapping like dogs. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, with, with the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the others go home. 
So Gideon sends the rest of the Israelites home, but kept the 300 who took over the provision and trumpets of the others. Now the camp of Midian lay below him in the valley. It doesn't make sense. How does that make sense? Too many men when you're fighting an army. How does this make sense? When 22,000 men left, he must have thought, Lord, I think you've mistaken this. 22,000 people leave the army. He must be thinking, Lord, are you sure you've heard me right? Are you sure that, that I'm on the right destiny? Because actually, <laughs> I think I, I know what I'm doing here. I think you know, I can lead the army, but I just need, need the people. Or, or the people that are going to be your army are the ones that look like dogs. You must be mad, God. You must be God, but God is faithful to his promises, and we must stick to that. When we're going into our destiny, when we're going to the place where we feel God's called us to play our part in his kingdom, to advance his kingdom, to build his kingdom, we must remember that God is faithful. Say it with me. God is faithful. I've said this before in this church. Our job is simply obedience. God's is outcome. That's all we're called to do. Our job is obedience. God's is outcome. You know, when you're facing your destiny or waiting to step into it, or or you're facing a battle in your life, God's way is quite often confusing, occasionally uncomfortable, and pretty much always countercultural. But God is always faithful to his promises. Gideon had to remember this when, when he approached the, the enemy and he saw the Midianites and all the other people and they, would, they described them as thick as locusts. There were so many of them and the camels, there were so many of them that they described them as more than the sand on the seashores. You probably would feel foolish right now picking the ones that lap like dogs and sending the 22,000 home. God's way doesn't always make sense. But you know what? Even get, it gets worse Divide the 300 men into three companies. He placed trumpets and empty jars in the hands of all of them with torches inside. Then it goes on to say, the three companies blew the trumpets and smashed their jaws, grasping the torches in their hands and holding their right hand, the hands, the trumpet they were to blow. They shouted a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying as, as they fled. When the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. So we're talking about a leader that is a total coward, that has a trust problem with God. He has a small army of 300 people, a brass band around him, and they're just dropping clay pots all around the place and standing still. This is the beautiful spiritual warfare of Jesus Christ. This is the Spanita fight. They're fighting There was no real battle. They didn't even need to fight. They stood with confidence, knowing that their God is faithful in his promises. And they knew they had something on their side, that all they'd had to do is stand there. And the people ran and fought against each other. This is the battle plan that makes the devil destroy himself. God's way is always the best way. And you know, when we follow God's way, we win the battle. Doing things God's way, we turn into winning the battle. We see victory because God is faithful in all his promises. The enemy started to turn on, its each, on itself and, and they started to, to use their swords and they fled. You know, no matter how great the odds are against you, 
our God, our sovereign God, is over all things. And he will see a thing. He will see a way through your battle. Whatever you are facing, obedience is your job. Outcome is God's. And then they went away boasting about their God. Because they didn't do it in their own strength. They did it in God's strength. They did it in God's way. We are called to be set apart as a church, as Christians, as followers of Jesus. We're called to live differently than the world around us. We're actually called to be influencers in the real world and not the other way around. Not by their power and not by depending on human resources, but by the spirit that filled them, that empowered them to win the battle. And don't be fooled, though, by the empowerment of the Spirit. Just because Gideon was filled with the Spirit and the Israelites won the war doesn't mean that their secret sin was okay. That, okay, we, we got away with that. God still filled me with his Spirit. God still used me. So that secret sin that no one knows about, maybe it's okay. Don't be fooled. If you want to step into your destiny, if you want to step into your purpose, you've got to deal with the trash in your life before you win the battle. Before you do it God's way, you need to come to the cross. You know, we are all sinners. Nelson Mandela says, I am not a saint unless you think of a saint as a sinner who keeps on trying. You know, spend two days with me, two full days, and you'll realize I'm just as flawed as anyone else. Con Marie, this is her method of tidying up. Commit yourself to tidying up. Imagine your ideal lifestyle, finish discarding first, tidy by category and not location, follow the right order, and ask yourself if it speaks joy. Commit. Commit to Jesus Christ. Commit to his ways. Then live the life that he is calling you to be, to do. Discard your things at the cross. Get rid of the things that are getting in the way of your destiny. And live a life of joy. I came to speak to warriors today. I came to speak to mighty warriors. The words that God is speaking over you right now. You are a warrior in Jesus Christ. You are empowered by the same spirit that brought Jesus from, from the dead. You have a kingdom to advance I love this vision. I think it's incredible going into nightclubs and schools and actually meeting people where they are at. This is incredible. We want to see the end to self-harm. We want to see the end of suicide through the mission of light. Amen? We need to be praying for these to get behind them. We need to through. You have a kingdom to advance. You have a destiny to set step into. God chose a wuss like Gideon, so he's going to choose a mighty warrior like you. You are mighty because of his power. You know, there's battles that you'll be going through right now, and especially if you are not a Christian, if you don't call yourself a follower of Jesus, there is a battle going on right now for you. The focus of darkness is doing all they can to keep you from your destiny, to keep you from meeting Jesus, to keep you from letting go of that addiction. But where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So this morning, it's time to sort out the trash, to declare that you won't be shackled by the way it was, 
any longer. And you need to come to the cross and be set free. And what happens when we go to the cross? Well, in Acts, it says your sin will be wiped out. In Psalms, it says it will be removed. In Jeremiah, it says no more. I remember no more. And in Corinthians, it says you become a new creation. This is what God does with your sin. The old is gone and the new is here. So warriors, before you step into your destiny, before you fight your battles, let's do, deal, let's do business with God. Let's sort out our trash. If you're looking for freedom today, come and receive it. If you're looking to let go of something, then put it at the cross. It always starts with a cross, a daily cross. Under your chairs, you've got a piece of paper and a pen. I wonder if you could pick it up for me. Abby has made this incredible cross for us. And, and I want you to spend some time doing business with God. I want to make some space where you pray to God and say, Lord, what is that thing that is getting in the way of me stepping into my destiny? What is the thing that is holding me back? Maybe this is your way of seeking forgiveness and a way of confession. Maybe there's things you need to write down there that you need to let go of, the labels, the addictions, the, the things, the repetitive sin the thing that's been haunting you for years and years and years and years, it needs to go to the cross. If you're ready to let go of your addiction and say, Lord, I can't do it on my own. It's not going to be easy, but I'm going to say from this moment, I'm giving it to you. I'm laying it at the cross. Maybe it's time to con Marie and declutter your life and write down those things that aren't good for you. Maybe the guilt of one sin has pushed you so far from God. I don't know about you, but when you do something and you feel guilty about it, you stop your quiet times, you stop praying, you stop reading your Bible, you, 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 you may distance yourself from church. Let's deal with it now. Let's get it done. Maybe it's time to leave your unbelief behind, to leave it at the cross and say, Lord, I'm done. I'm going to be a new creation. So this is a private thing between you. It's a private thing between God. I wonder if you could take a couple of minutes now just saying, Lord, what is that thing in the way? What is that trash in my life that I need to deal with now? What do I need to lay at the cross? And if you, um, if you, you roll them up nice and thin, you can actually fit them through the holes. Um, but if it doesn't work, there's a little hole on the back. You can post Post it in. Father, what is stopping me from stepping into my destiny? Father, reveal to us now what it is we need to discard. Lord, some of us may feel we're in a landfill and don't even know where to start. Some of us don't have enough space on our paper. Lord, we want to be set free. We want to find freedom. We want to step into our destiny. So, Father, 
Come and meet with us now. Holy Spirit, come. Take as, as long as you need and just know when, when it's placed at the cross and you've given it over, it is gone. When you place it at the cross, it is finished. When you place it here at the cross of Jesus Christ, it's a fresh start. You are a new creation. When you place it here, you know I'm ready to be filled with the Spirit and step into my destiny. God has this amazing ability of wiping it away out of his memory, forgetting what you have done and who you were. It's a fresh start from today. Point and Baptist Church, let's get ourselves right with God so we can step into this world and advance the kingdom wherever he is calling us. So when you're ready, take as long as you need. Joel's going to just play for a while and and, and come and put it at the cross. Either put it in or put it at the back or, or put it down here. Or if there's things you need to get rid of, these, these aren't going to be read. These aren't going to be, these are going to be destroyed by Mark Norman in the office. She's going to shred them. We will never see them. If you need to put razor blades that, that, that are in your pocket because you're thinking of, of self-harm, put them down at the cross. If there's things, physical things that you have on you that you need to get rid of, put them at the cross. Because there's freedom when we put things at the cross. So take as long as you need. Come up at your time. Post it through. Put it through. And then when we sing, we sing like we are not shackled anymore. We sing because we know we're stepping into our destiny. We sing praise and sing hallelujah because we know that it's gone in Jesus' name. listening to this week's talk. Join us next week for another inspirational message.